Daniel's Dread Tales is a show for grown-ups. It may contain adult language and adult themes. Please check the episode description for content warnings. Welcome back to Daniel's Dread Tales. I'm your host, Daniel Fernandez. This week marks the conclusion of our first pilot, Eternal Lies, a game of Trail of Cthulhu. Our intrepid investigators had just spoken to survivors of a terrible and mysterious incident, and now leaving an insane asylum, they seek the horrible truth in a dilapidated mansion. Surely nothing bad will happen there, right? Welcome back. I am Damien. Regular here. He, they. I am once again playing Reginald. He is the gruff ex-military officer who has seen too much. Hey everyone, I am Nathan. Pronouns he, him, and I am playing J.B. Falk. Noted writer, mystery solver, and character who is way too chill for this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> You will become less chill as time goes on. That is how this works, yeah. I'm Russell, they, them, and I will be playing Cullen Kane, or continuing to play Cullen Kane, the uh, grizzled detective who has also seen too much. All right. Well, let's get back into it then. Reginald's probably driving. Okay. Right after they jump into the car, before they pull away, Reginald is going to be pulling out the files that he took. Doc, these are for you. And hands over just the files. Sweet. And then we uh, head off to the estate. Guess I'll do some light reading on the way. Yeah, again, doing your light reading as you're driving, there's nothing in here that seems to be inconsistent with the discussions that you have already had and what we've already sort of talked about. Again, it looks like Henslow was led into Joy Grove pretty soon after whatever it is that happened in California. For a time, he was able to go back home, and then he had to go back into the hospital because of he was seen as a danger to himself and others. Meanwhile, our, the other guy, Job, was arrested, uh, arrested in California for charges with conspiracy and drug trafficking and murder, question mark. They didn't quite able to print that on them, but there was a lot of people dead around him when the cops arrested him. He was deemed psychologically unwell. He was institutionalized in California for a time, and then Joy Grove, specifically Dr. Keaton, reached out and uh, had him transferred to Joy Grove Sanitarium. Um, so again, that's mostly just reading the stuff there. You're able to sort of recognize some of the, the conversation. Nothing medically is going to be necessarily what you're looking at, though actually looking at the money... Um, oh, do you have uh, accounting skill, Doc? Uh, da -da. I do not. Okay. Who well, does? Don't worry about it. Colin Kane yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah, uh, once I'm done reading, I pass the files off to Colin. Yeah. And again, uh, while you guys are doing this reading, you are driving further and further out of the city, and it's like you're entering essentially a primeval world. The swamp is dominating everywhere around you. The road is getting a little shittier and muddy. You see gators just with their eyes uh, sticking out of the water uh, as you're driving alongside the swamp. 
the trees loom ominously above you. And yeah, you're just looking through some files as you're doing this. It looks like, as you're looking at the money, the doctor is pulling a little bit of a scam. Dr. Keaton is getting paid by the Henslow estate, presumably, God, I forgot Henslow's first name, Doug. So looking at this, the the Henslow estate is paying for Douglas's treatment. Uh, Presumably his mother is paying for it. And also the mother is paying for Job's uh, treatment. But when you're looking at it, you're noticing that like, it seems like the mother may not know that she's paying for Job's treatment. In fact, the mother may have just think that all of that money is going to her son instead. She's being ripped off by Dr. 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 Keaton and Joy Grove. Boy, that guy's a scumbag. Yes. A little bit. Yep. As you're pulling up to the Henslow estate, it seems relatively uh, unwelcoming. The grounds are surrounded on three sides by a six-foot-high stone wall capped with wrought iron spikes. The backside opens up into the swamp, you assume. There is a gardener's gate on one wall, and at the front, there's a shut wrought iron gate that blocks the driveway. And everything has a wet soil smell of the marsh. It smells of rotting wood and mud. Giant bugs flip through the air. They're on the windshields and the windows. And Spanish moss dangles from all the trees. It is full-on swamp. There is a bell hanging from the front gate. If nobody else is going to take the initiative, I will certainly ring the bell. I'm just here for bodyguard duty. Doing a bang-up job there. You ring the bell. It sounds pretty loudly. It's a a solid bell here. And an older man walks up to the gate and seems to be coming to shoo you off. Visitors ain't welcome here. Okay? And I know you ain't invited because we ain't invited you. Oh, he's got a pitchfork in his hands and he has three huge dogs with him. Who has the note that says we're actually invited? Did we have a note? Yeah, we got a thing from Doug, didn't we? You did, yes. Yes, we did. Cool, I'm not going insane, uh, ironically. Well, <laughs> that remains to be seen. Yeah, I uh, I pull out the note and said, ah, actually, uh, <clears throat> let me get the voice back. One more thing. Actually, we were invited here, the uh, owner of this property, and I show him the, uh, the note. Huh. All right. You a friend of Mr. Henslow? Of Something sorts. like that, yes. Well. If Douglas Henslow says that you could come in, I suppose you can come on in. The way I figure it, the man who owns the house gets to say who comes into the house, I reckon. All right, all right. Calm down. Calm down there, bullet. One of the dogs is snarling at you. They look like they have some mastiff blood in their veins. These are like big-ass dogs, and not a single one of them looks friendly. Hmm. But the man says, well... I figure I better be letting you in. And he he's opening up the gate for you. Uh, the main house right up there. Don't you go be bothering Mother Henslow, you hear? The grounds go to the the south and east, but uh, you won't find much there. There's not much uh, left standing on the property. Mother Henslow is in a room at the top of the stairs. Don't Don't disturb her. And uh, I'll be over in my cottage if you need me. You you do be careful. You do be careful out there. There's some gators. As it happens, uh, we have some files here that might be of interest to Mrs. Henslow. Oh, 
uh, I, I, well, the way I figure it, those files are not something I can understand, but if you could show them to her, that's, that's her business, not mine. Yes. He's looking like he wants you to leave so he could go back to his, uh, cottage, but he's trying to be, be respectful. Yeah, let's let this man nap. The way I figure, you folks should, uh, not be here too long, Okay. We don't really have a, a the the bedrooms for you to stay in at. Not anymore. Uh, we have Fans a room in town. We shouldn't be long. You be careful now. You hear? And you see him go back to his cottage. The manor itself, the Henslow Mansion, is a classic plantation house. It's got tall, shuttered windows. You know, big old columns. It's shining white from a distance, but as you drive a little bit closer, you see that it's like streaked with mud and moss stains. It's more of a greenishly tinted manner than it is an actual uh, shining white one. It has seen better days. And as you look out, you see that there is a lot more land that seems to be contained within these walls. But you don't see anything in particular standing out outside of... Uh, you think you see like a ruined husk of a building to the east. And you see the groundskeeper's cabin a little closer to the entrance. What would you like to do? Well, unless you boys have other ideas, I figure we speak to the lady of the house. Works for me. Might be a good idea. Well, as you enter into the manor, it does seem to be a little smaller on the inside than the sort of massive antebellum architecture made it look like from the outside. And as you come inside, there's a bunch of, you know, large high ceiling rooms, big windows, large fireplaces. You don't see anyone around. But there's a couple of rooms here and there. Henslow, you don't see the mother Henslow, though. Well, it sounded like her room was up the stairs. So do you want to go? You want to go? That's the first thing you want to do. You got to go try to talk to her. All right. The way you say that makes it sound like a bad idea. No, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying it's a whole house of mysteries that's here. But it probably makes sense to introduce yourself at first. Wander around for a while. I'd rather introduce ourselves now than uh, end up in a situation where she finds us walking around her house. Colin Kane, we actually got here yesterday. Fair enough. You could have tried to break in here without the uh, note from uh, the Henslow estate, you know, without... God, I keep forgetting his name. Douglas, Douglas. If you hadn't brought Doug's note, you could have tried to sneak in and be sneaky, but you're good to go. As you So as you're going up the stairs, they creak a little bit, and you hear a sweet voice coming from uh, a room just off the stairwell. Carruthers? Is that you, Carruthers? Uh, afraid not, ma'am. Colin Kane, private eye. I've got some notes here you might be interested in. Well, you're not in the room, but I assume you walk into the room where you see her. Yeah, I'm approaching up the stairs, talking as I go. Talking as you go, talking about some files? Yeah. All right. There is an octogenarian woman with a silver wig on, a flowery housecoat, and she is sitting in bed. She is petting a cat. It looks like she was reading a book, but she had uh, set it down. She is not getting out of the bed to talk to you. That's fair. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I don't believe we have met. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Uh, I, I don't, I don't mean to be rude, but we're not really having any guests at this time. I, I can't, I, I'm, I'm, 
not really in the state to be entertaining, as you see. Uh, just a moment of your time, ma'am. Uh, we've actually just come from visiting your son. He senses love, and we did some digging while we were there. Oh, you just met Douglas. Are you a friend of his? Of sorts. How is he doing, Douglas? Well, about as fine as a mental patient can be, I'd say. <laughs> You're great. She at this. frowns as you say that. <laughs> You're great at this. <laughs> I think he's doing okay. <laughs> but, you know, circumstances could be better. Circumstances could definitely be better. He's never been quite right after what the horrible things that happened to him out in California. He was with that Mr. Walter Winston. Must have been a bad influence on him. He was attacked by hedonists and folks of loose morals. <laughs> yes, that actually brings us to another point here. Do you know a Mr. Edgar Job? Edgar Job? The only Job I know is the one beset by troubles by the Lord. But I suppose he's not around anymore. No, I don't know a, a Job. Well, it turns out you're actually helping this other Job uh, with his own troubles. And I, I explained the thing with the uh, accounting and the paperwork. She seems legitimately confused. She's having trouble. Uh, I mean, as you've so that's just the a thing that is... happens when people talk to me. I don't know. <laughs> she is. Um, she seems a little bit senile at this point. Unfortunately. Well, I'll make sure I contact that hospital then and. Talk to them about a, a job. People need help. I do want to help, but the money, the money isn't going to last forever these days. Yes, absolutely. That's that's commendable, matter. The the days of the Henslows seem to be coming to an end. There was another matter your son brought to our attention. Uh, can you direct us to a Frank Pickering? Frank Pickering. I don't know anything about a Frank Pickering. I'm, hmm. I'm sorry. I, I don't think I've ever heard that name before. Uh, Douglas seemed rather insistent on it. The uh, cat has sort of hopped down and is uh, walking up to you sort of hesitantly and uh, now is sort of rubbing himself up alongside uh, JB. JB picks the little guy up. He immediately bites her hand and jumps away. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. Yeah. Did he? Was he wearing a collar? He was not. No. Mm. Ow. Oh, I'm sorry. You'll have to excuse me. Virgil is not fond of strangers. Clearly. Neither am I, to be honest. Well, thank you for informing me of this accountant error. I I can't say I know a a pickering. A hickering? What what was uh, the name I, again? I believe it was Hickering. 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 Well, regardless, I haven't heard of either of those. Uh, assess honesty, is that true? She does not remember anybody with that name. Yeah, I thought so. Now, that doesn't mean that she maybe didn't know that name at one point, unfortunately. Yeah, it's true to her knowledge. At the at top of mind, that does not seem to be the case. You could maybe try to get her to talk more if you do more than just, here are some files, where is this guy? But I don't know how much you can really get out of her. Um, ma'am, Miss Hickering. Or, sorry, Miss Henslow. Yes, Hickering is, is not my maiden name either. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, what, uh, what is your name, sir? 
I am Reginald Kilmore. Oh boy. Reginald. Reginald Kilmore. I, I thought it was Kilman. Or Kilworth. Uh, Kilworth. I've heard Kilworth. many different last names for you. This is the okay. GM talking. Uh, but let, for let, some let reason, me. he still has a southern accent. Let me start that again. Okay. <laughs> Mrs. Henslow. I- I'm Reginald Kilworth. Reginald. Uh, Reginald. It's so good to see you. I had a cousin named Reginald. Dearest man. Well, wasn't a cousin so much as an uncle can't quite remember. Anyway, yes, uh, can I help you with something, sir? So, your, your son is assisting us with an investigation that we are doing. Uh, oh! He'd mentioned he may have some information in his, uh, in his quarters here. Do, would you mind if we were to take a look? Uh, I don't necessarily know about that. Is there maybe an interpersonal skill you want to use? Uh, I'm trying to think of a way that reassurance. Yeah, you could say reassure. Yeah, you could say you're yeah. using reassurance, just being like, yeah, that one makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're here to help. You know, help yeah. him out. Yeah. yeah, probably don't want me interrogating this old lady. No, interrogation have, is probably not the the right way. And I have Ugh. no interpersonal skills. <laughs> Can relate. Hey, I could have. I I could have gone with intimidation. Oh my god, please do but, not threaten the old woman. <laughs> no, I, I'm not that far gone yet. She I might be an evil witch, you gotta stop her! You don't she threaten the old woman, you threaten her cat. Exactly. Madam, we're here to help, and this may help with your son's situation as well. He does need the help, doesn't he? Back in, in 32, he did come home for a few months. He He was feeling better, at least he said he was feeling better. He, he wrote to that awful Walter Winston. But he spent most of his time holed up into his study. He was drawing and sketching, and he would yell and holler. Sometimes I was afraid of my own son. But I see wounds on him. Cuts and bruises. Couldn't explain it. And he was wandering the property at sunset, poking around the grounds, going out with a shovel. Just the oddest hours of night. Carrying other things with him, too. A camera, I think. I tried to talk to him, but he was... He was too much. He was... He wasn't quite as right. He seemed so focused. He said that things needed to be done. I told him he just needed to rest, to recover here. Maybe meet a sweet girl or two. He was so focused on that, and... Well, after a time, they did have to take him back. But I'm sorry, I'm, I do go on. Uh, his study is just down the hall. If you take a right, and she gestures uh, weakly with her hand. Thank you very much. Gentlemen, I will head to the study first if you have more business here. And, like, he's saying this quietly, so basically just the other two will hear. If you'd like to, we could have a cup of tea. Some sweet tea. I believe we have some downstairs. Actually, if, if any of you handsome young men would like to bring me a, a drink, I, I would not think less of you. I can take care of that. Uh, thank you, Mr. I, and I'm sorry, I don't know if I caught your name. Ah, uh, <laughs> pleasure to meet you, ma'am. Uh, J.B. Falk. Maybe you've read one of my books. J.B. Falk. Well, as I live and breathe, I did not realize we had a celebrity visiting me today. 
Uh, you're much too kind, ma'am. I have read so many of your books. They are, well, I would say a delight, and they are a delight, but in a, a grim sort of way. All those terrible murders. But I was going to say, at least justice comes out on top of the end. Are those the kind of stories that JB writes? Are they Generally, where the... Yeah. Well, you uh, you do be ca- uh, just... Um, well, I- I'd love to talk your ear off about your the most recent novel I read. What was it? The Sudden Stop? I'm quite proud of that one. Thank you. All right. Yes, yes. That Alex Casey was so dashing. Shame what happened to him. Yeah. Is he uh, based on anyone real? This conversation could be going on. The other two of you could slip out right now if you would like. Unfortunately, JB, this old woman is trying to draw you into a conversation. Ah, Maybe not unfortunately, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I can keep her busy. You guys explore. (laughs) I'll head out with Reginald. Uh, So do you want to go straight to the uh, study that was referenced? Probably the best bet we can start at the study and then like work our way downstairs. Again, as you're walking around, this whole manor has seen better fucking days. The wallpaper is peeling. There are like four or five cat boxes that are all in this upstairs area that seem like they have not been emptied recently. But arriving in Henslow's uh, study, you see... I I mean, it's a standard-looking study. It's got books all over the walls, a a big old desk in the middle. There's some things lying next to the desk, and there seems to be a sizable library of books all over the place. Well, as it happens, I'm looking for a book. (coughs) What book are you looking for? Uh, He'd written a book... Describing his experiences, as I recall. Oh, right, that one. Yeah, no, the book that he yes. wrote. Yes, yes, yes yeah, the, of course, the, of course. The MacGuffin. <laughs> the, yeah. the MacGuffin, yeah. Whole reason we're here and all that. Yeah, I'd like to check the shelves for uh, Frank Pickering. Or Hickering. Oh. You know what? There is a book written by Francis J. Hickering. Yeah, there you um, go. It says Communion Rites of Victorian Death Cults. Charming. Well, I think this is what we're here for. We can go now. <laughs> As you do, you open up the book. No, or are you just like that. No, we got the book. We're done. Mystery over. <laughs> I'm gonna toss it to Reginald. <laughs> That's the end of that chapter. <laughs> huh. This. Um. Now, would I have seen references to this book before with like my occult knowledge? It is, yes, this is a particularly rare book. Well, the 1909 edition is a particularly rare book. This is the watered-down 1912 edition that gets rid of some of the more grotesque descriptions of Victorian death cults. Um, The Hmm. book is concerned with rituals for communing with uh, powerful spirits and other vaguely defined beings. Um and uh, talks a lot about ritual sacrifice. Though this edition of the book gives less details on the actual committing of the ritual. Hmm. This is a... This actually isn't a bad reprint. The the original would be better, though. 
this is actually missing some some key information. But we should take it with us anyway. As you're sort of flipping through it as you re- and you realize it is the 1912 edition, there is a photograph tucked into the front cover of this book. Oakley Doakley, I would like to take a look at the photograph. On one side is a picture of presumably this manor with the number one carved into it. And by that, I mean literally the numeral symbol and the, the number one. When you flip it over, you see scrawled in a shaky hand, two, Grant, three, John and Mary, four, Zachariah and Millicent, and five, back to one. I wonder if these are graves on the grounds. All right. I'm going to go back to JB real quick. (laughs) So how do you get your ideas Are they all based on real people? As I mentioned, this Alex Casey, was he a real man? Many of my characters are based on real people and real stories. I take creative... Dipped into Southern myself. That Southern accent creeps up on you. It's contagious, isn't it? Like a kudzu vine, this accent creeps up on you. To be fair, I've been barely trying on this voice the whole time, so... (laughs) Mm -hmm. I take creative liberties wherever necessary, to uh, make for good storytelling. Well, uh, that is fascinating. I I am actually inspired to read one of your books again. She reaches down and, and picks ones up. You know, I, I'm i going to be reading this one, The Sudden Stop, just again. I'm just reminded. And think about how it's, it's... You tell me it is a real story? Based on one. New York sounds like a dreadful place. You have no idea. (laughs) Well, I'm going to return to my reading then. And she is, you notice that she reaches over and picks up a glass of tea that she she is drinking. And there are seven full glasses of tea that are sitting on her nightstand right next to her. Oh. Oh, that's... Man. (laughs) It has been so nice to talk to you, Mr. Fall. I... Oh. Could you sign? Could could you could you sign? Oh, of course, this novel? of course. Of course. <laughs> I do indeed sign the novel. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Do do make yourself at home and let me know if I can help you with anything. Ooh, a celebrity visit in our house. Of course, ma'am. And I just kind of escape while I can. <laughs> I didn't want to keep you away from the study for too long. All three of you should be over in the study talking about. So as you're looking around in the study, by the way, it's not just that book. There is kind of out in plain sight, sitting on the desk in the middle of the room, are a camera, a flashlight, a ball of twine, a jar of blue ink, and a paintbrush that is stained with blue ink. It's a riddle. I know a riddle when I see one. Sorry, camera, flashlight. A ball of twine, a jar of blue ink, and a brush stained with some blue ink. The ball of twine you don't immediately recognize as a ball of twine. It almost looks a little more like a cat toy, but as you're looking at it a little more, it is definitely just a bunch of twine that is all balled up together. I guess that could be a cat toy, I suppose. Hmm. Um, I would like to, uh, investigate the desk further and take a closer look at the desk, see if there's any, like, 
drawers with false bottoms or backs, things like that. As you're look, that's a pretty good idea of what to do. But as you're looking through it, you don't see anything in particular that seems to be any sort of false thing or anything like that. Even with your evidence collection skill, um, you are not noticing anything here. You do notice that it seems like it has been cleared out, actually. Uh, gentlemen, there's there's more to find here. We should probably do a thorough look around the room, I would think. What say you, Colin? Seems like a decent idea. You said there were daguerreotypes, or did I insert that in my brain? There was a, uh, there was a camera. Okay. Well, I'd like to check that out. And I assume uh, Falk can come in anytime here. We'll just assume I'm caught up to speed. Enters the room to us manhandling this person's stuff. Falk, as you come in, you notice sort of uh, propped up next to the door um, is a shovel uh, that has dried mud on it. Better pick it up. We'll be needing it later. The camera seems to be in good working order, but it has no film in it. Hmm. Hey, uh, Colin, can I see that for a second? Absolutely. Hands it over. I'm gonna... I'm going to look through the camera. Like, it, it's, it, it has, like, a lens on it. Like, it, it's one of those type cameras, yes? Like, yeah, there's a like, lens. A yeah. super... Okay, yeah. I'm going to look through the lens and just kind of look around the room. Does anything look different? No, this is a, this is a good camera. You notice that, um, Colin, you have photography skill, right? Good or, question. Did you have photography skill? Uh, who has... Yeah, you have photography skill. Yeah, there's no weird thing on the lens that'll make things look different or anything. This is a fully, like, normal operating camera. It just seems to be out of, uh, 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 the film. Looks like a regular camera. Well, you know more about this stuff than I do. I mean, you know, you're trying to look for a secret here or whatnot. But yeah, there's that, there's the ball of twine, there's the brushes, there's the paint. So, how recently was the brush used, does it look like? It looks like the paint is caked on. This brush is not going to be useful. It has been sitting here kind of with paint on it for quite some time. You'll need to, like, rinse it out if you want to do anything. Okay, well, that lines up with the fact that there is a... That the number one on the photograph is blue. So, someone painted a one on the photograph and then on the back put this message... I wonder if there are graves on the crowns. You had mentioned something about that. Yeah, there could be graves. But I'm not sure what you would necessarily do with that. Would you just start digging up all the graves? Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, there, there, there's a reason there was a shovel. But if they did bury but, something, why would step five be going back to one? Maybe what needs to be dug up or found amongst those names anyway is a key mm. and i'm gonna look through like after reginald says that he's gonna start like looking around the room and paying more attention to like the room itself and looking for anything out of place things like that unfortunately you can't really find anything in particular it seems like this was probably the study that was being used and it seems like these objects were kind of left out maybe like right before he went back to the sanitarium. But it doesn't look like there's any sort of secret walls or things scratched on the walls to show like, oh, go here or something like that. You know, I know you're looking around for some sort of clues there, but they don't seem to exist, unfortunately. That's fair. I mean, the, the ball of twine is still sitting there, but that's not really on the walls or anything like that. It seems to be a pretty sizable occult library, but 
it's sort of surface level occult stuff, like occult 101 sort of stuff. This The Hickering book he has is the most interesting one of those, and even then he doesn't have like the cool, exciting one. There are also books on anthropology, archaeology, finance, art, art history. Just seems like a, a well-appointed library. Basically, somebody looked at the uh, skill list for this game and used it as a shopping list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It's just a book that says languages. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Go back to the sanitarium, tell him his riddle's too hard, and ask for a hint. <laughs> let's let's unravel this thing. What are you doing, JB? It's some string. It seems to actually be one clean line that is all just sort of crumpled up, but it's a ball of twine. The length has a couple of blue ink marks on it, as well as several tightly knotted pieces. Uh, about how long do you think this ball of twine is? Six yards. And I, a theory is forming in my head. It's... It's large. It's several yards long. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, there are little... there. You'll see there's like a knot, and then in between, then there'll be another knot, and you notice there's like one blue line in between those knots. Yeah, this is instructions for making a shape. I'm an adult man. I can already draw shapes. With this yarn. I said that with a lot of confidence, so if I'm wrong, I'm gonna feel like a dumbass. But the way I'm reading it is that each of these names, each of these numbers is a different point on the grounds and the one is the one that's in the photograph and it goes back to one as in it ties back around i don't i might be way the fuck off but so far it's the best i got well maybe we head to where this picture was taken and test out your theory oh where the picture was actually taken oh okay yeah or yeah just see what we can find in this area we should take the shovel as you head outside, the Henslow estate itself is sort of sinking into the swamp. Also, you see a couple of pillars sticking out of high grasses, broken walls outlining the edges of some old structures. A car is drowned into the mud. As you go towards the area where the photograph was taken, you see that there is a little graveyard back there. I point at Reginald knowingly. <laughs> I... I told you. Once we all get to the graveyard, Reginald's going to look around for the name Grant. Uh, it takes you a little bit of time to find it. There's about mm, two dozen graves back here. But yes, there is a grave for uh, Grant back here. I was going to give you a first name, but I don't have it off the top of my head. And as you're looking at the grave, you also notice that there's a little bit of dried, dried paint on here. Oh, I'm sorry. Grant is the first name. The last name yes. is Henslow, obviously. Yeah, I'm that makes sorry. sense. Yes, I get confused on that. Yes, they're <laughs> they're mostly all Henslows, but there is a Grant Henslow. That tracks. Yes. Yeah, and there's a. And you said there was blue paint on the. There's a little stone? bit of blue paint on the top of the of the tombstone. More riddles. Hey, uh, JB, hmm? you wanna hold one end of that? line and you know i i feel like i might have described this poorly it is a circular like it is it is one big line that makes a loop when you untangle all of it it's like a oh so it's line. like it's yeah. so it is it's tied in a it's, loop it's already yeah. tied together yeah it's already tied together i see i apologize if that was not clear yeah it is tied together yeah, no worries well i still stand by what i said to an extent let me see one of those 
blue lot. Like, can we tell where the the join is between like the beginning and end of the twine? Uh, no. I mean, there's just a couple of knots in it. Uh, there are, I believe, five uh, big knots in it. Well, that's a start. And that's one of the big knots. <clears throat> okay. Um, so we need one of the blue marks over here at this gravestone. I, I, I think okay. I have an idea. Okay, if you so, sort of uh, put it up J on there. So yeah, JB, you want to let me see one, uh, any one of the blue lines? Actually, really, there's four big knots on it. There's a couple of smaller knots, but there's four big knots. Yeah, I was about to say, it being yeah. five doesn't make sense if uh, yeah. step five has come back to one. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, maybe maybe, I'd, maybe I did a bad job counting. It's all good. I maybe got accidentally cut it and had to yeah. tie it together like it yeah. normally happens. All right, so you put one of the blue marks on top of the grave. Let's work with this. And looking at the picture again, uh, next we got to find John and Mary. I'll take a look. I mean, you find them. You you can find them. Like we we can. Yeah. We don't need to to play out the whole thing here. We solve the puzzle montage. Well, of... okay, I, you don't get to just say solve the puzzle. <laughs> and so I assume you're trying to put the blue marks on all the graves. Yes. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to line up all the blue marks. Though we still don't have what point one is right. We don't know what that is. Well, I suspect if... that's just the entrance to the graveyard from the face of the house. So, JB, here's my thinking on this. Uh-huh. If we find... So, now, are there... For the blue lines, are there five or four? For the blue lines specifically. There are four blue lines. Okay. So each blue line goes on a grave or at a grave. That's my theory as well. Yeah. As you are looking, you realize that where the picture was taken from is specifically right at David Henslow's plot. Uh, and you see a little bit of blue on top of that as well. Now, isn't that something? Yeah. All right. Found point one, I think. Yeah. So if you stretch out the twine, you could stretch it out to make kind of a, a rhombus. Not quite a square, but that's what it's called when it's four-sided, but it's not quite a square. A shape that has some knots in it. Uh, there's a knot, there's one knot on every side. What? So, so the the knots are basically uh, exactly opposite of each other? You know what? Like on... Yeah, the knots are opposite each other. Hey, uh, let me see that shovel. I pass it over. And Reginald is going to walk to, like, where he figures the, the, the lines made by the knots would cross. Oh, okay. Well, if you want to start... It's not at a grave in particular. It's between some of the graves. Well, that should save us some drama. Yeah. Are you going to start digging up some grave... Well, some graveyard then? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's going he's gonna to start digging there a little bit. All right. Greetings, boils, ghouls, and non-boonaries all. Yes, I do hate myself for borrowing Daniel's signature bad pun, but that's beside the point. Right now, it's pilot season here at Daniel's Dread Tales, meaning that we're doing a series of one-shots that could easily be launched into longer campaigns. There's nothing spookier than an unfinished story, after all, so join us at our Discord where we'll be launching votes on which pilots we pick up for syndication, so to speak. The link for our Discord is in the description, and we'd love to have you.
All right. It's going to take a little time to dig. It is getting dark as this is going on. It was already kind of close to sunset when you arrived, but now maybe more importantly, there are clouds coming in and it is starting to rain as you are digging. Good it's... thing that Reginald was prepared <laughs> and brought an umbrella and a flashlight with him. Ah, good job. <laughs> Preparedness coming in clutch. <laughs> It seems to be a waste of time for, for a while as you keep digging. As you maybe are starting to get ready to give up, you hear the clunk as metal hits metal. Ooh, yes. what's this then? Um, Here, call it. Hold this. And hands the flashlight up to... Well, actually, you probably would have had your Colin holding the flashlight. Hands the umbrella that he had kind of like jammed into the dirt after a bit to i need to focus um and yeah goes and clears off the dirt from the i'm assuming box yes there is a metal box about three feet down it's sealed shut against the mud and water there's three tight metal latches and it's starting to rust a little bit but only just barely and i'm assuming there's at least like a lock on it or something like that there is not no i mean the mm. they are latched but there is no lock on the latches well, let's get this somewhere dry and open it up. Yeah, to the car, maybe? Uh, that's what I was thinking. Get away from this place. Somewhere warm and dry. Works for me. So Groundskeeper's uh, gonna be pissed at us. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck him. He doesn't seem to be... That was out of character. ...doing much groundskeeping these days, anyway. Look, Carruthers does a lot of work. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> also, his name was Carruthers. You didn't ask him his name. Because you're rude. Lady of the house uh, mentioned lady, it. You, you make your way back to the car. Um, you notice that Carruthers is actually uh, sort of looking around as you're getting towards the car, and he seems excited. Uh, well, relieved to see you. Oh, good. I was worried that the three of you were going to be here for some time, and we don't really have it. Wait. I... There's something... Sorry, what was the thing he said? Fuck, what was the thing I had him say all the time? All right. Is that seed? Boy, I... Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, the way I figure it, you folks were not all covered in mud when you arrived. What were you doing out there? Ah, uh, your memory is mistaken, my friend. Ah, <laughs> oh, we went straight to Gaslight. Marked every time. <laughs> Did you track all of that mud on the inside? Yep, you better go clean it up. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to have to ask you to leave so you're not spreading any more mud. Be Do be careful. Um, have a good day, he says insincerely. You too, I say just as insincerely. Have a wonderful evening. I say completely sincerely. <laughs> nice. And you're able to get inside. Who wants to open up the box? Oh, I think Reginald is jumping all over that. Okay. So what's in the box? When you open the box, the first thing you see is like a flat and jagged square of stone. And it's decorated with a raised but worn glyph. Uh, it sort of looks like a, a, a lidded eye that has been stylized into a glyph. Uh, it almost looks like it's been taken out of like a, a stone temple wall or... Or statue, or something like that. 
Beneath that is a translucent envelope containing a note from Douglas Henslow to Walter Winston. And below that, wrapped in plastic, is a notebook. Now, how about that? So, uh, what does the note say? The note says this. W. I've destroyed the notes I took during our investigation after compiling what I saw and what I remember into this notebook. The stone you might recognize, I took it from the barn that night. I think it was ease. Seize? Ease. Um, I know the thing watches me. If it wanted to hurt me, I think it could. I hope you're careful. I put our materials in a safe deposit box in the first bank of Long Beach before coming home. The key is here. Use it wisely. I know you will. Don't come for me. I don't think I have it in me anymore to do the work. I don't trust myself anymore. Thank you for coming this far. D. And then the notebook next, I think. Actually, sorry. In the translucent envelope, was there also a key as well? There was not. That, that you know, that was that would be a good idea, but no, there was not. However, as you open the journal, you notice that there is a key that falls out. Fancy that. Are, do any of you have the locksmith skill? I believe I do. It yes, because I used it last time. Yeah. Yes. Unsurprisingly, it is the kind of key that you would use for a safety deposit box. The journal itself, the, the notebook, is a combination diary and sketchbook. It seems to be, uh, it's detailing the, the memories that Henslow has, the investigation he undertook with Winston and the, their cabal of sorts in 1924, except it's written in a mad shorthand and a jumbled stream of consciousness style that seems to jump around in time and space. It doesn't really seem to have much information, uh, at least on a precursory reading of it. It seems to mostly be talking about the things that he already told you about, you know, the things that is going on there. If you would like to, uh, who wants to be, you know, actually, before I say that, there's some other stuff in here too. Who wants to read the book in the Lovecraft game? Who wants to read the book? <laughs> Gonna say Reginald would be interested in doing that. Hey, Reginald, guess what? You gain a point of Cthulhu Mythos rating. Fun! Guess, hey, Reginald, guess what? That means your sanity is permanently reduced by one. Eh, my sanity's only seven now. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm perfectly stable. You see all sorts of pictures here are some of them. But it's page after page of gruesome and violent images of figures dancing or writhing against huge licking flames. There's various drawings of multi-limbed headless form with arms or tentacles or legs ending in dripping mouths. Many of the illustrations depict this form biting off the heads or tearing human figures apart. It's unsettling. It, it's been so long since I've seen any of this anything like this that this was it was the great war that i last saw anything resembling this how much do you two know about how the world really is what an ominous fucking thing to say to someone i suspect not a lot in the capacity in which you are speaking i've seen plenty of the world plenty of unenviable things within it there there are things out there that men were not meant to know. And I, I think 
we have found ourselves in the middle of of one of those things. Now, whether you want to believe this or not, the the sanitarium, there's something off about that place. More so than a corrupt doctor. What sort of thing do you think is off? Uh, again, you may or may not believe me when I say this, but magic is real. There are symbols throughout that hospital that, nope. Uh-oh. that, that are related to what we are looking at here. And uh, I think Douglas has more information for us. The, the safety deposit box in Long Beach will, will also be... We will, we will need to investigate that, but just, just be warned that going forward from here, may, it may tax your sanity. And then after that, Reginald's going to close the notebook, put it back in the box, and look at the both of them. Look at that at your own risk. And then he's going to pick up the tablet and start uh, investigating it. What do people say to his speech there? Also, do you look at the journal? Uh, what sort of stuff was in that journal? Is it, is it worth our time? Was it worth our time? The abominations pictured within the journal. Yes. Would I recognize those as like incarnation of either elder gods, outer beings? Like Nothing that you of... have heard of or seen before. It okay, seems just... to be something new. Or, you know, uh, something horribly ancient, but yeah, new to yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. There are depictions of an eldritch abomination. It could be multiple eldritch abominations. And I think the ritual that was done to summon it, we may be able to may be able to send it back but even that i'm not sure just just know that we are in the thick of something that is potentially dangerous well in a day's work not really buying his crazy magic stuff (laughs) (laughs) i i meant just dangerous situations more than the weird magic stuff okay uh, this, and I mean, this might as well be happening today is kind of how I'm taking this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Reginald gave his spooky little thing and Reginald, again, being your resident occultist, is looking at this stone. Yes. Okay. The stone is, like I said, it looks like it's been like taken off of a temple or something. Uh, beside, it seems to be mystic in some sort or whatever, but you would need to spend a point of a cult to know more about it. I will do so. Boop. This is a warding device derived from the artworks of the Ascom Empire, meant to block spying spells and mystical surveillance. It looks similar to the ones that you saw at Joy Grove, but this is more complete and more potent. Um, how big would you say it is? Fist-sized? Let's keep this in the glove box. Well, the car's a rental. I mean, for now. 
I, I want to keep this close to us. Actually, fine. Reginald's going to reach into uh, the inside pocket of his uh, coat, pull out the empty flask, hand it to Colin. Here, take this. Don't mind and if I do. Put the, put the stone into the pocket and then pull out a full flask that he had there and take a swig. Backup flask. One hit. Oh, I've got my own. Fair enough. JB? I'm good, thanks. Eh, fair enough. Takes another hit. Puts it, closes it up, puts it back in the pocket. Uh, shall we head back to the city? It's getting late and we should probably sleep soon. I'm sure Mrs. Winston Rogers to appreciate an update as well. Yes, very much so. Definitely. Back to the hotel. All right. You have driving skill, right? I do. Yeah. Um, even though you're also uh, drinking a little bit, huh? Uh, just two little sips. Don't drink and drive, kids. Unless you need to drink to forget the eldritch abominations you've seen. <laughs> yeah, I need you to... Oh, well, well, just a second. As you are driving, you see that there is actually another car on the road. There were no cars when you were driving up here before, but a car seems to pull out of the side road. It almost looks like it's just going into the fucking swamp itself, and the car is, like, riding you very hard. It's very close to you. It's You recognize this as kind of suspicious. Looks like we got a tail, Rich. Mm, apparently. Um, let me speed up a bit. You're trying to lose him? Yeah. Okay, driving roll, difficulty four. Difficulty four. I am going to spend... You know what? I'm going to spend two. Oh, wait, no, that was the wrong one. I, let me actually spend out of the right skill this time. Let's just spend all of my skills. Yay, that's a six. All right. You are accelerating away from these folks. They are going to be chasing you, but you're able to sort of outrun them. Seems like things are good. Not quite sure who was chasing you, but you're able to escape Fuck them. Fuck you, mystery. Perhaps more clues would have been found depending on what had happened, but you got away from them, which is probably for the best. More than likely, yeah. <laughs> and you're able to pull up to the Savannah Hotel. And yeah, the, the box comes with us into the room. Is the stone in the box? The stone remains in your pocket? I've, Stone remains in my pocket. As you enter into the lobby of the hotel, uh, carrying the, you know, carrying the box, and I assume you probably didn't bring the shovel. I, I assume you left the shovel. No. Yeah, I'm just thinking about, like, anything you might be carrying and whatnot. Yeah, the shovel is still in the hole. Yeah. Put it in the pile of dirt so he knows what to do with it. Yeah. Exactly. And there are several men who walk up to you and are sort of, like, blocking you from going forward. They sort of are making a line of them. There are four of them. Four big, burly men uh, have sort of blocked your way going up the stairs. Or going to the elevator, wherever you were going. Well, Reds, it looks like we might be in for a bit of a scuffle here. Hey, JB, hold the box. Uh, okay. <laughs> How are you in a fight, JB? I pull out a knife. <laughs> <laughs> um... The men, uh, the men say nothing and are just glaring at you. Uh, and then one of them reaches for the box. Not, like, aggressively, but just sort of puts his hand out towards the box. I'm going to kind of, like, deflect his hand away and... Excuse me, sir, what, uh, what do you think you're doing? He gestures again for the box, saying nothing. Mm, wow. It is awkward <laughs> and tense. Yeah, this is going nowhere quite fast. 
one of the men right. behind him begins to say something, but it's not in a language you probably recognize. Well, uh, what languages do all speak? I thought for something like that, that was just uh, something. Oh yeah, was... you would spend it at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got a, they I've start, got four uh, points in languages. So I I'm sorry that was a fake. There's no way you know this language. Okay. <laughs> I was. I just thought it would be fun to say the languages you knew, but the idea is you could say I know a language when you need it. You're not going to know this fucking language. It's a bizarre, unfamiliar language made up mostly of vowels. Speak American, pal. Fucking Reginald is going to respond by saying... <clears throat> Photogen. One of them seems to recognize what that means a little bit, but does not really react to it. Just sort of raises an eyebrow when you say it. Damn, they only speak Moonbase Alpha. Alright. That um, joke is hilarious if you get it, but no one here gets it, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe somebody will get it. I don't get it. I'm sorry. It's for the listeners. <laughs> One of them steps forward, and JB has the box. I do. I do have the box. I also have a knife. Yeah. Well, he's going to reach forward and he's going to try to push you down and take the box. I would like to scuffle him before he has the chance. All right. We're going to go into a full-on combat then. We're going to go into a combat here. Well, it's scuffle time. So we determine initiative by the ability that you are using. How many points do you have in it? So how much, uh, what uh, fighting skill will you be using, Colin? And how many points do you have in it? Scuffling. I have seven of eight points. Okay. And I have eight of eight points. I have eight of eight in weapons. Okay, sorry, I wasn't actually ready to do this. Just give me a second here. <laughs> I'm going to add, add. No, not keeper. That's me, Reginald. Okay, add. Uh, you could see a turn tracker over here, uh, if, or maybe you can't. I'm supposed to have it up. You could also click the. Uh, it's the the little uh, clock symbol. Do you see that over in the on the left side? Well, I see the tracker. So yeah, the turn. Yeah. You see the turn tracker? Great. Yeah. I do. I want you to just put in the score. Uh, can you type in that score? Are you able to type it in, or do I have to type it in? I think you have to type it in. Damn it. Okay. Really? Uh, that's fine. Uh, Colin, what's your score? Seven of eight. Seven. Okay. Okay. Uh, actually, of eight, you it, it's your overall ranking. JB, yeah. what do you have? Eight. Eight, okay. And Reginald, what do you have? Eight. Okay, you all have eight. Great. Next and... turn order real easy, I'm sure. Yes. Well, it means you're going to go before them, because the thugs have um, six. So, uh, well, one of them has seven, and the rest have six. So, uh, you guys will get to go before them. Yeah, we won't even use the turn tracker then if you guys are all at eight. So, it's just going to be you guys, <laughs> then them, then you guys, then them. I'm just going to clear the Five minutes figuring the thing Sounds out good. and it's pointless. <laughs> yeah, no, this is great. I love it. Well, you know, it's it, it, the point is that you know that you go before them. But yeah. besides that, the turn tracker did not matter because you're all too good at fighting. All Equally right, good. Who wants to go first? I believe that was Reginald taking the first move. Yeah. Yep. So the dude that's the one that's reaching for JB, Reginald is going to hit him in the jaw. Okay. Straight punch. Great. And what is my target hit threshold? Yeah. For this one? The hit threshold for this guy is three. 
Okay, I will spend one point then in scuffling and target number three. Roll! I hit him hard. Alright, you are making a scuffling roll, so roll me a d6. And so just a d6? You're just using your fist, right? Yeah. Yes. So just roll a d6. Two. Okay. Uh, that's not really what you want. Just a second. I'm pulling up the... Uh, how much damage is that unarmed? I believe that's minus two or minus one. Uh, unarmed is minus two. Uh, minus weapons, two, yes. Unarmed is minus, minus two. One. So you rolled a two? Yes. And it is minus two. So you do no damage to him. You you know, you're able to push him back, but he, is, he takes yeah. no damage. Colin or JB? I will fist fight two points to make that a guaranteed hit. Not gonna hoard my scuffles. And then a d6 for damage as well. Oof. That's a one. So at this point, the people of the hotel see a bunch of people just sort of lightly scuffling with each other. They seem mad at each Very other, but nobody's lightly. really taking hits. It's just sort of like a little bit of a, a scrum at the moment. How about you, JB? You got a knife. It might be a little different a knife. With, with a knife. I got a knife, uh, which I believe is a minus one to damage instead of a minus two. So yes, I'm going to spend one point on weapons. I believe that is a hit. A five? Yes, a five would be a hit. The math checks out. Now roll your damage. Three. Okay, <laughs> great. You stab one of these guys to actually damage them a little bit. Uh, you stab this first thug and he uh, he yelps in pain. As they see you have pulled out knives they pull, they get some brass knuckles and pipes that they pull out. They're like, okay, we're using weapons. We're using weapons then. They don't say that, but that is uh, sort of the idea of what's going on. That's why you never bring a knife to a fist fight, JB. Yes. You have escalated the fight. It's not my fault I can't punch. <laughs> so there are okay, four thugs. Is, but... One is going to go against each one of you, and two are going to be going up against JB, who seems to actually be affected. I'm just a writer. Imagine Stephen King getting jumped. Okay, well, you're the one who knows how to fight, apparently. As opposed to the guy who served in the war. Or maybe he just rolled poorly. That's how that works. Okay. Yeah. I just bear these men no particular ill will. Let's have the first one attack. Reginald, what's your... threshold is four. Yeah, well, six definitely beats the four. Yeah. And you are hit for two damage. Ow. This is where we die. And now that you have been hurt by somebody who wishes you harm, that is a a potential two-point loss of stability. Difficulty two. Okay, so I will roll. Haha! I did not You're lose fine. Sin. And you will not need to make any more rolls in combat unless something more extreme happens. Okay? That's fair. Another one is going to attack Colin now with a pipe. Hit threshold is three. He got you, and he hits you four, zero. <laughs> he rolled a one. So while he did hit you with the pipe, probably got you on the side a little bit. I'm this getting is, the sense are, when this is the not a lethal this. combat yet. <laughs> you want to just resolve this over a cup of tea or something? One of them is going to pull out a knife, and one of them is going to use brass knuckles on JB. Let's dance, assholes. <laughs> the first one misses you. <laughs> And the Why second do our combats always go this way. <laughs> the second one misses you. Jesus. Okay, they're gonna start spending more points next time. They, yeah, these guys mean you harm, but they're maybe not great at it. Discount goons. <clears throat> you notice that they are all covered in black tattoos. Hmm. Black tattoos. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah, black tattoos. If, if you think you have any skills that would let you know what those uh, tattoos mean, let me know. But back to you guys. Anthropology? You know, anthropology is going to give it to you. Anthropology could get it, get it to you on this. Okay. These are their Thai. You recognize these as a Thai language. Interesting. Yeah. Also, if you had the Thai language, you'd recognize them. But yes, they are Thai. And you are looking at them. Two of them are Asian and two of them are white. Curious. Yeah. Anyway, what do you want to do now? So after being hit with a pipe. Yeah. Reginald is like, to hell with this. Can I roll preparedness to have brought a combat knife? Sure. Yeah, you can roll preparedness. Difficulty three. Ew. Nope. I did not have a combat knife. Sorry, you didn't have a knife. Okay. Do you have a gun? I mean, I, I guess do that does a... escalate things quite a bit, though. I, I do have a gun. Can I roll weapons if I want to pistol whip them? Yeah, I'll let you do that. Yeah, I'll let you do okay. that. Okay. I would like to pistol whip this individual. <laughs> okay. And I will spend... Yeah, I'll spend another one. Uh, You know what? No. Yeah, I'll spend one. Uh, Diff three? Yeah. Hey, I hit him. Hey. Okay, great. Roll your damage. Maybe somebody will hurt somebody. That, uh, I'm assuming it would be a minus one for it being... Yeah, that would be a five damage, though. I see you rolled a six. Yeah, yeah dang. Okay, that's that's good. This, this thug, you hit for five. And he goes down. He goes down. You knock him out. Or you knock him down. He's on the... He's like... Ah! You said it, buddy. <laughs> I think I scrambled his brain a bit. Nah, they were talking like this before uh, all this. Anyway, I'm going to stab somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add one to the roll. Oh! I think I succeeded. <laughs> you did succeed, yes. Roll your damage. Same as last time. And you are able to stab this guy. Do you kill him? <laughs> I'm not trying to. Okay, I'm just curious. I'm just curious if that's the kind of thing where you try to kill somebody. Okay. No. Okay. I mean, it is like he's going to be the early. It's, yeah. it's the early no. 1900s, and yeah. so like, there's no guarantee he won't die before he gets to the hospital. But yeah, or in the hospital. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, not my problem. We, we've got some medicine. It's 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 the 1930s. Like we got. Er, yeah, it's the 1930s. We got we got medicine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's fine. It'll and. Be fine. Then we have Colin. I'm going to give him a bit of the Buster Keaton and the Charlie Chaplin. Why are my fists named after comedians? It's part of my backstory. Okay, then. And I will spend another two points to guarantee a hit. Right. Uh, can I spend points to increase my damage from zero? You cannot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a zero. <laughs> We're doing great, y'all. There's two of them that are, like, kind of down. Yeah, there are two of them that are down. I named them after comedians because they're just so silly. One of the thugs, seeing that things are going bad, has now pulled out a gun and is pointing it at you. Things have escalated dramatically. Well, one of you guys did pull out a gun. I didn't shoot them. True. I hit him with it. That's not better. You understand that that's not better, right? <laughs> that is much better. <laughs> you, anybody who might recognize these, I don't know if you would or not. Uh, these are M1911 pistols. Uh, oh, same thing that I got. Yeah, it's a pretty common gun at this point. And the other one pulls out the gun as well. They're backing up a little bit. They are 
yelling syllables at you that seem to mean nothing. And one of them throws a piece of paper at you. And they are backing bad. up. They're trying to like loop around you towards the door and like sort back up. It seems like they're trying to get away. Oh, that's probably really bad. I am of the opinion we let them get away. They are making for the exit. They are not attacking you. They are throwing a piece of paper at you and trying to get away. I'll, I'll check the paper. Yeah, you guys all get to choose what you do. I know JB said he didn't really like this, so maybe JB wants to do something, but Colin wants to go look at the paper. Yeah, I'm going to Reginald JB, what are you going to do? My instincts, all of my instincts say duck for cover. <laughs> okay, got it. You can duck for cover. There are, by the way, I didn't mention it, but of course, there are a lot of people screaming in this hotel lobby. Understandable. Actually, not a lot of people. It's pretty late. There's not a lot of people there. But there were, there was like three or four people and they're all running. There's one person behind the desk who is on the phone. I think Reginald is going to duck behind a pillar. And once he gets behind the pillar, he's going to put his gun away. Okay, got it. They run out and you see that there is a, the paper that they threw at you was a crumpled up piece of paper that is a typewritten note. And it says, drop this case, go home. Well, it seems that we might be in deeper than we thought. Okay, well, it wasn't a bomb, thank God. Bombs generally do not look like paper, in my experience. Well, I have recently learned that magic is real, so I assumed the paper would explode. <laughs> ah, that's just red. She says stuff like that all the time. That's a very reasonable way to be, JP. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a solid assumption. The, the two that were downed are still, like, on the ground? Yes. Reginald's going to go to the one that he pistol whipped and kind of try and restrain him and search him for, you know, weapons. Maybe he has a gun. He does have a gun. Yes, he does have a gun. And he had brass knuckles. But looking through him, he doesn't have any identification. Okie dokie. Reginald will confiscate the gun and brass knuckles, definitely. You're not allowed to have these. Bad. <laughs> well, we might as well. Drag these out of here before they mess up the carpet. Mm. The police are going to be arriving soon. Do I have cop talk? One point. I know one of Yeah, you have cop talk. The Savannah police are going to arrive. I'll wait for them. And they, they grab the two that are on the ground, they handcuff them, and they pull you aside and want you all to give statements. Also, JB, you are handcuffed as well because it says that you stabbed somebody. Yes, I did, but it was in self-defense. Yeah, well, we were just trying to make our way back to our rooms, and these fellows blocked our path and tried to take an item that's recently come into our possession. What kind of item are you talking about? Oh, nothing. Like some sort of underworld dealings? Oh, you got no. dope? A uh, note. Oh, no. A notebook, actually. See, uh, we're on a case here for uh, Miss Winston Rogers back up in New York. I don't care who you're working for. You can't be doing things like that in this city. You are all going to be brought to the station for question, unless you have a way, you know, because you seem kind of suspicious here. <laughs> Was it the stabbing? Did the stabbing push it over the edge? The stabbing is what pushed it over the edge, yes. Yeah. But also the fact that one of you pulled a gun, even though you didn't use it. Unless you want, uh, unless, you know what? If you spend two points of cop talk, you can get, uh, you can make this go away. <laughs> I've only got the one. Yeah. But you know what I do have? A credit what? rating of three. <laughs> That's not enough, my friend. That is not enough. <laughs> Damn it. I doubt a credit rating of four would be enough either. No, you gotta have um... more money than that. <sighs> Wait a minute. Would... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Can't we just... 
Would it be wrong of us to use Miss Winston's resources for this? <laughs> for a second there, I thought you were going to suggest stabbing him. No, well... <laughs> I, I have some survival instincts, I assure you. <laughs> Alright. They want to grab the box as well and take it away. Okay, that's not good. Do you think I could use bureaucracy to get us out of this? Confuse the fuck out of him with bureaucratic talk. No, this is a cop talk situation. That is what mm. this is for. You are being led out to the four of four of you. The five of you are being, because there's the two thugs, are being led out of the hotel. The box is there. They are, the box is on the floor, and they are eventually going to pick it up and bring it as well. And as you're being led out of the area, in particular as Reginald is sort of led out the door, there is an explosion from the box. And the cop drops, is like, what the fuck? There's a bomb! There's a bomb! And they, they throw it open. Okay, I guess maybe sometimes bombs can be paper. See? It seems like the journal has exploded. Oh my god, bombs can be paper! See? I told you. Well... Shit! <laughs> this is actually really bad. Silver linings and all. Um, at least nobody else will be able to see the things that are contained in there. Nobody else needs to see that. You are being led away by the police. You have all been handcuffed, shoved in the back of the cars. You'll be going to lock up. Uh, Winston Rogers will probably get you out on bail pretty soon. But for now, it seems that this case is a lot more complicated and a lot more dangerous than it originally appeared. What else is new? Thanks for listening, all you horrible abominations. Our cast this week were all of the regulars, Russell, Damien, who streams on Twitch at Magical Hack, and Nathan from Kingdom Hearts, a Forgotten Era podcast. We'd love for you to join us. Arnold Daniels Dread Tales Discord I'm on there. This is the first of our pilots, and if you hop on there, you'll be able to vote for which of our pilots you like best. I mean, we gotta run all the episodes first. You can also hang out with us on Twitter at Dan's Dread Tales, all one word. And we'd love for you to rate our podcast as high as you can on whatever service you review podcasts on. We'll see you all in two weeks on December 15th for some sci-fi horror with the lovingly named game You're in Space and Everything's F***. Have a Lovecraft-erific day. Goodbye. How dare they arrest a combat veteran like me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I fought for your freedoms. <laughs> <laughs>